Welcome to the Higher Self Podcast. My name is Pete Gilfillan. I'm here with my business partner, Nat Trill. We're all about helping people become business people or just become better business people. Good morning, Nat. Good morning, Pete. How are you doing today? I am pumped up. <laughs> well, I am so surprised. What, what has What's happened? Well, you know what? I didn't realize it, but we went and visited my daughter okay. at the Ohio State, of course, the Ohio State. And we went out to have a few uh, cocktails. We went to a college bar called the library. And nice. I met some of her fraternity brothers. <laughs> and specifically, I was talking to Stephen. So Stephen uh, is part of PTC. Uh, it's a business fraternity. They claim it's the best business fraternity on the Ohio State campus, right? And I'm talking to him. And he goes, do you realize I listen to the Hire Yourself podcast? <laughs> and I thought, holy cow, this is amazing. We got college students following our podcast. Is that not awesome? That is awesome. What? Right. So how did he come across it? Well, I, my daughter had kind of mentioned what I do. And, and so they just said, wow, that sounds really cool. So they, they've been listening to all our podcasts That's awesome. and they actually, they actually listen to them. Right. So, uh, which is kind of cool. So I was talking to Steven, uh, and one of the things that he was talking about is, uh, he's got a, he's uh, right now, I think a sophomore. And so they have, uh, he's going for econ degree. And I said, well, what do you want to do with your econ degree when you graduate, when you graduate? And, and he goes, I don't know yet. I'm trying to figure it out. And I said, you know, that's a lot like when we work with executives, they come to us and say, Hey, I want a business and I got to figure out what I want to, you know, what kind of business do I want. That's exactly what he's going through. And I thought, wow, that's kind of cool uh, that we help executives find franchises that fit them. Just like he's trying to find what part of business he wants to go into when he graduates. Yeah. I think all of us um, on life's journey can use a little help and a little mentoring you know, along the way, no matter what we're trying to trying to do, right? Yeah. Now, the bright young man uh, again, PTC, uh, giving a big shout out uh, from a standpoint, and and uh, it's been a while since I've been in a college bar, so I don't know if you remember <laughs> that that the experience, right? So you walk in, and we went to the basement, and that smell of stale beer just yeah. hit me. Like when I was back in college, I was like, holy cow! Uh, and the and the the bar was called, get this, the library. The library. So you can tell your parents, I'm going to the library on Friday night, right? So yeah. uh, I'll bet. So I wanted to talk today. I thought it's really important. We're starting to hear the R word, the R word out there in the news. Recession. Yeah, what it was? Oh, that recession. R word. Yeah, that R word, right? Recession. And we're hearing more and more, you know, is a recession coming? Um, you know, and is is it good to own a franchise during a recession, right? Or to invest in a franchise. And so I thought we'd do is we talk a little bit about recessions because this is important uh, as we look at investing in businesses or, or even being a business owner during a recession. And it's going to be, it, the future is going to be told out here soon because the Fed has to slow down this economy, right? They're increasing rates uh, to slow down the inflation, hopefully not putting us into a recession. And it's a, I guess it's a very tight rope that they're on to do this, but the odds are pretty limited. So I believe we may have a recession in our future. What do you think? Well, I guess um, I would say I, I hope not, but the um, I have pretty low level of confidence in the Fed at this point. Yeah. So um, I, I think anything could happen. I think also like 
if you're all things being equal, if you're thinking about investing in a franchise or owning a franchise, why not stack the odds in your favor, manage the downside risk and invest and build one that would you know, survive, if not thrive in a recession. Right. So I, I mean, I think if um, regardless of whether, you know, there's rumors of a recession or, or even if it's, you know, the good times are rolling, you know, I think it's always a good, you know, best practice to try to manage your downside risk. Well, when you, if you study recessions, a lot of times people talk themselves into a recession, right? Exactly. People start, right? They start <laughs> listening to the news and all of a sudden they start pulling back and then, then you do create the recession. I like the uh, toilet paper shortage or whatever. Everybody's like, <laughs> we, I feel like we kind of created that ourselves. Uh, too, yeah. Absolutely. So, you know, in businesses start during recessions. I mean, there are a whole bunch of businesses out there that you know that have been started in a recession like Netflix, Airbnb, Disney, Trader Joe's. I mean, there are fran- uh, franchises or businesses that start during recessions, pandemics, uh, and they they do just fine, right? So let's talk a little bit about a franchise and investing or owning a franchise, trying to find the right one for a recession, right? So let's talk about what types of franchises are are recession resistant. I don't think anything can be recession proof, but Let's talk about this. So what are some characteristics of a business or a franchise, if you were to uh, own a franchise, what are characteristics of franchises that would be recession resistant? Gotcha. Um, You know, I think that I would feel sleep better at night if I owned a business that was a need, not a want. So what that means is, you know, at some stage of your life, if you had, had to have it, um, and that's not, not a, you know, nice to have, but a have to have, I think senior care as you know, that's my background. That's a good example because, you know, unfortunately for older adults, as they're aging in place at some point, they have to have help. Um, I mean, the alternative is, you know, not, not pretty. Um, so, I mean, I think that that'd be a good example. Yeah. So it's a need not, and it's not a want a, a essential product or service for lack of mm-hmm. Okay. That's one of them. What about the things when I think about a business being recession resistant is they have a competitive advantage, something that separates them from the competition. So as we get into the troubled waters, the the rough time, they have something that separates them. Kind of like that moat they like to talk about, like, you know, you take the intellectual property or or the competitive advantage. Yeah, Yeah, I think that's, um, that's important too, right? Yeah, I think about uh, there's a blind franchise concept out there that they do. Uh, unlike any other franchises that play in the window treatment space, they do repairs. So they do right. essentially repairs that something that separates them from the competition, maybe plays even better during a recession. So again, it's important businesses have that competitive edge or advantage going into uh, a recession. Uh, I think it helps them. I think some of the um, brands that we've been working with our last few years are vertically integrating too, which I think is was pretty forward thinking to integrate you know, basically by or the manufacturing company, for example, you know, so they can control the inventory and and, and the cost of goods and everything. So you I, thought you for- were, I thought you were going with this idea of the vertical, vertical integration where you have uh, multiple different franchise concepts in one geographic area. So you scale vertically instead of horizontally. So having multiple different concepts. So if something zigs, something else zags. So that's where I thought yeah. you were going with that. But uh, for sure. Uh, I think so, that's a good, you know, that's a good strategy too, um, is, 
to diversify. Like, you know, the, the whole thing, a lot of times you hear about the cost, the cost of acquiring a customer. So if you can figure out strategies to maximize that acquisition cost, so, you know, maybe have, like, if you go back to the blinds, maybe you also own the painting company or maybe you also own the uh, uh, cabinet refinishing company or, or things like that. Yeah, absolutely. Right. If you if you get that where it's a share of household spend is, is key. Mm-hmm. I think the other thing that I learned, and I was listening to some private equity groups speak, and they were talking a little bit about making a, a very large, uh, significant investment into a, a group of, of franchises, right? And one of the things they said is, as they investigated, it was a boutique fitness uh, concept that they were investing in. And somebody said, well, don't you worry about fitness and recessions and stuff like that? And they said, actually, we did the research and they said, we found that people will invest in things that they feel better about themselves when a recession happens, right? So they can't control if they got a job, they can't control if gas is so much, the inflation's this, but they can't control how they feel about themselves, whether it's looks or energy from working out and stuff like that. And that's always kind of stuck with me. So that makes a lot of sense to me that you want to find businesses that you know help people feel good about themselves, whether we're in a recession or not. Yeah, I remember hearing that you know many years ago about like um, barber shops or haircutting franchises. Um, you know, because if things are, if your job is at risk or you know you're unemployed or or whatever the scenario is, you're still going to want to go get your haircut so that you can you know go for interviews or feel good about yourself, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, and, and again, I don't play in that haircutting space. So I, I have no <laughs> idea about that. But anyways, so let's talk a little bit about the different areas. So when we discuss recession-resistant franchises, I think first is we'll go back to that need-based franchises or essential services. So let's talk about some that we think about, right? So for example, one that I think about that is a need that's not a want is restoration. Like if I have water damage in my house, I got to get it out. Or if I've got water in my business, mold, smoke damage. I got to get it out so I can get on with life. And I really look at that as a recession resistant business. I think the other point, part of that also like in restoration, a lot of times that's going to be a third party pay. So it's going to be insurance paid. Um, so also a couple things for the owner of the franchise is they're going to be able to do business to business development to get the referrals from, yeah. you know, other professionals. So you're not only relying on customers looking you up in the yellow pages or on Google or whatever and calling you, but you're also getting referrals from uh, third parties. Yeah. And then okay. when it's third party pay, you know, even when you think about like that uh, hail, da- hail damage that hit Chicago, I swear like all my uh, neighbors, everybody was getting their roof replaced. It was cra- It was like, all you heard was uh, nail, nails being hammered for weeks on end. But <laughs> and you know, insur- true. Yeah, yeah I mean, insurance picked up the tab for all that, right? Yeah, absolutely. And we're about ready to get our roof done. And it, it, bottom line is we have to get it done. We don't have a yeah. choice. Good economy, bad economy, COVID, no COVID. Hey, tell, 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 tell our uh, audience about your air. Wasn't your air conditioning story? <laughs> it was like by, you know... Anyways, yeah, you, I think I'm remembering right. You tell the story though. Yeah, no, I just uh, we uh, we found uh, that there's a lot of planned obsolescence when it comes to uh, yeah. uh, 
HVAC systems. And so ours just happened to go out in the middle of COVID-19, which was quite an experience, but I didn't realize what it took to, uh, to get that. So it was, uh, unplanned (laughs) expense right there. Ah, and I, and of course I bought the most expensive system, you know, those ones that you can, uh, sterilize the air. So to get all the germs out, So I, I got all that that stuff that they say to get. So at some point, what about, um, so we, we've talked about earlier in-home care. That's another essential service. Yeah. I think anything to do with, um, uh, that kind of traditional home services, like you think about plumbing, uh, we talked about HVAC, um, roofing, um, and a lot of, uh, you know, people do kind of tend to renovate, more if things slow down a little bit, so they might not move to a new house or or build a new house, but they might you know renovate. Um, I know we've even worked with like garage door franchises in the past, so like you know yeah. doors break, things that break, doors break. Um, probably anything environmental actually would be really strong, like you know upgrading your windows for more efficiency, uh, better insulation, like, you know, yep. so that your house is more efficient. And then I think a little bit, even about businesses, like we have glass, we have to have our windows washed. Regardless of what happens, our our windows, that's a representation or our parking lot, the asphalt needs to be maintained or it starts disintegrating. And so many different services. Let's talk a little bit now about, we talked about this idea of feeling better about yourself. People will spend money during a recession to feel good about themselves. So I think a little bit about, and I mentioned earlier, fitness, right? People are going to continue to have that membership so that they can stay healthy. Um, they can feel good about themselves after they do a workout. Do you see the same thing? Yeah. And I actually, like, you know how the pendulum always swings, you know, a lot of people were working out at home over the last two years, um, uh, myself included, but, you know, just recently I decided, you know what, screw this. I'm going to the gym. So I, you know, I joined a really nice gym, you know, it's fairly expensive, but I really enjoyed to get out, seeing some other people, uh, working out on like, you know, top shelf equipment, um, versus my home, home gym type thing. So I do see, I think, you know, people like to be around other people and, and work out and, uh, just get out of the house a little bit. So many people are working from home and death by zoom, that it's nice to get out and, and, and I think they continue something. to invest in that 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 exercise, right? To stay stay fit. Yeah. Uh, and certainly, that's nice. And then I think about I've got a wife and I've got three daughters, and we spend a lot of money on beauty. So looking at me, I don't spend any money on beauty, right? But yeah. but they, you know they are going to get a haircut. They're going to still recession or no recession, they're going to get their nails done because it makes them feel good about themselves. Um, get their hair curd. I mean, those are things that people are just going to continue to do. Yeah. That's a really good point. The, um, uh, like, I've, have you seen some, like, uh, how you say cry- cryotherapy, like where you go in and kind of get frozen? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I think that's kind of like, you know, wellness. Um, there's different technology coming out to, like, you can work out in 20 minutes type thing. Yeah. It's the, well, I think you see a lot of this around the wellness is the Medi Spas. Yep. Where they're, you know, so like if I need in vitamins, I can get a vitamin injection, which is a much more efficient way. Or um, I was just reading, uh, have you read Anthony Robbins' new book, Life Force? And no. the, the amount of science that's going into kind of helping people understand uh, how they're doing um, from a standpoint of health is absolutely amazing to me. Do you realize now there are 
there are tests that you can take and it will screen for 50 cancers. Did not know that. I didn't know that, right? So those are the things that, irregardless if we got a recession or not, I'm going to invest money. If I can see if I've got cancer, I'm going to spend the money to do that. Yeah, for sure. That's interesting. And also, like going back to that third party pay, like there's, it's probably you know conceivable that sometimes um, insurance will pick up the tab for some of that stuff too. Now, you and I both know a little bit about having kids, right? And yeah. when we go through a recession parents are going to spend whatever they need to do to support their kids, their development, right? Whether it's tutoring, like we, we've spent a lot of money on our kids with uh, tutoring over the years. And irregardless if we've got a pandemic or no pandemic, recession, stuff like that, people need to look at investing in or, or owning franchises that support kid activities. <laughs> I'm laughing because my uh, 14-year-old decided a couple of years ago he was going to play D1 volleyball. So, I, you know, like thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars later, you know, we're doing travel volleyball. I swear he is, uh, plays volleyball year round and has, you know, practice like all the time. Yeah. Um, but he's a freshman and he's actually playing varsity volleyball. So it's kind of paying off. So I've been, you know, kind of impressed. Right. And they've got sports training. Like I sent my daughters to uh, places where they, they worked on speed and agility, right. They, mm -hmm. you know, and stuff like that. So, and we're willing to pay that just to give them that edge in life that, that we hope from a standpoint, I think a little bit about also preschools, you know, people are going to spend money on preschool, irregardless of recession, no recession. Ironically, the same uh, son, he did go to like Montessori. <laughs> so <laughs> he's going to be like the million dollar kid, you know? <laughs> I, I like uh, one of my favorites is uh, in the martial arts space. Right? Yeah. Again, that whole idea of discipline and fitness and stuff like that, all tied up into martial arts. And again, good economy, bad economy. People are going to do that kind of stuff to support their kids' development. Oh, and ironically, Pete, I can check that box too. I got, I got a black, <laughs> got a yeah. black belt at home. <laughs> oh man, yeah, it's it's absolutely amazing to me. And now I saw, I was just reading about a franchise where they teach kids how to code, like yeah. computer coding and stuff like that, software coding, uh, which I find to be very interesting because I have kids in college that are learning coding. Mm -hmm. Think about if you owned a franchise that helped kids code. And literally, um, you're giving them an advantage before they get to high school or college. They know how to code. That's pretty yeah, cool. That is pretty cool. Right. And as a parent, you, I'm paying think, for that all day long. Yeah. I, I, if you own that franchise, you think you need to know how to code or you think that <laughs> the franchise has it has it on? Uh, I don't know. Streamline. You, haven't, you haven't done that for your boys yet? You haven't put them through a coding uh, program? No, that would be uh, a little bit. That would be too useful. <laughs> Might get a little return off your investment. All right. Exactly. Fair enough. Fair enough. So I think as we look towards a recession, we don't know if there's going to be a recession. We do know that businesses start during recessions, businesses are successful. We also know that if you own a franchise, you got a better chance of making it through a recession, right? You got the support of the franchisor, you got the support of the other franchisees. So you have an enhanced chance of getting through the recession. But we also know that if we are looking for a franchise, we want to maybe find something that's a little bit more recession resistant, whether it's a service-based business that you know deals with a need or want, or it's something that ties to making people feel good about themselves. 
we're just good old fashioned. We're supporting our kids. So some cool stuff out there as people look to invest in a franchise. Yeah. It's always, um, you know, I think it's always a good time to explore your opportunities and figure out what you want to do for the next chapter of your life, right? All right. To all those young minds uh, at uh, The Ohio State, at PTC uh, Fraternity, uh, keep keep tuning in uh, and we'll give you some great content. Yeah. All right. So we head to the library, Pete? Yeah, let's go to the library. Thanks for listening to the Hire Yourself podcast. For more resources, check out our website at hireyourself.com. And remember to subscribe to this podcast to receive each episode. Please leave us a rating and we'd love to hear your feedback or suggestions for topics.